Dalton takes a shotgun snap. Quick throw. Nice. Caught by Get Green. It, it is a yeah. touchdown. Adriel Jeremiah Green. You don't live in Cleveland. Hello and welcome to episode 8, well no actually, I'm just going to say welcome because this is our first ever Mini Natter 81.1, whatever you want to call it. Uh, as promised we're going to be rolling out quick reaction uh, podcasts after each round of the draft and um, joining me for that quick reaction on the other end of the line is Nathan Palmer. Hello Nathan. Paul. Yes. A new era has begun my son. Exactly, because this happened last night. Okay, here we go. With the first pick in the 2020 draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, quarterback, LSU. Well, there we go. It happened. Uh, there will be no rioting in the streets. Unfortunately, there will be no celebrations either because obviously we're all on lockdown. However, the Bengals did indeed select, after months of coming and going after months of Mike Florio trying to put a spanner in the works uh, Colin Cowherd and every media pundit you can or shock jock that you can ever think of um, it didn't happen he went to the Bengals there was no hesitation the Bengals were uh, were sure and uh, steady and well they took their time about it to be honest with you but anyway they selected Joe Burrow, and uh, the excitement was palpable, Nathan. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's one of, you know, it's been building for a long time. We were even talking, you know, about the prospect of Joe Burrow midway through uh, last season, which feels like a, an eternity ago now. But I think, you know, the last couple of years have not been too kind to Bengals fans. And I think, you know, to see it all materialise last night um, and Joe Burrow be the pick, I think, it really is a new era, and it's a very exciting new era. I don't think there's been a quarterback that's been a you know that consensus number one overall for a long time. Um, you know, he's getting a lot of comparisons to Andrew Luck in that respect, and I think you know you never want to be picking first because obviously it means you've been the worst team uh, last year. But if you're going to pick first and you've got a prospect like Joe Burrow um, with the Ohio connection, um, I think it's a very very exciting time to be a Bengals fan at the moment and you know who's to say that Joe Burrow you know fingers crossed might not be the quarterback here for the next decade or longer you know so well, very very exciting times indeed and of course Burrow uh, joins um, Cam Newton as the only quarterback to win the Heisman Trophy the National Championship and be selected as the first overall pick in the same calendar year in the common draft era how about that for a stat where did you get that from, son? You pulled that out of your hat, didn't you? I did. I stayed up all night scouring the interwaves for, <laughs> for that one. No, I didn't. Um, did you no, stay up the whole thing, my son? How far did you How far did you make it? I got to uh, sort of the mid-rounds, really. I didn't stay up. Uh, yesterday was a bit of a whirlwind for me, really, because we were putting together a little video, which we've just... I mean, what is it now? Coming up to 10 o'clock on the Friday morning, we post up a little video... We've called it Borough Box. It's our take on Goggle Box, the hit TV show. Uh, British fans will know it. Uh, American listeners, go and Google it. Um, yeah, it's uh, so I was like coordinating that, and then I had to go on to Jim Foster's big Zoom pre-draft party, and then it was 
straight over to the Bengals uh, pre-draft party, which I thought, or, or little TV show that they did, which I thought was brilliant, and then straight into the draft. And um, so I was like knackered by about three o'clock. Uh, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't stay up for all of it. How about you? I made it to about. 20 past four I think I got to about like pick 27 and then I just was like I've got to go to bed now <laughs> um, so yeah I'm feeling a little bit bleary this morning I have to say I really wanted to make it to the end but that, it was really slow last night I don't I yeah. can't imagine that the first round finished until about 5 5.30 our time mm, mm, no I agree so, and I, I guess I guess that's to expected because there's a gr- there was a greater margin for error in terms of technical cock-ups and bumps in the road but actually my one of my biggest takeaways from last night was actually they did a pretty good job in making it quite smooth i think um you know it, it didn't have that pizza quite have that pizzazz and roger goodell's basement wasn't as seedy as i was hoping it to be to be honest with you do you know what was quite i thought goodell like when he, whenever he does the um the draft normally it's always like, you know, really quite sort of, you know, it feels like there's a ton of energy and you feel like he's a decent speaker and there's quite, you know, it's not too bad. I thought he was shocking last night. Oh, really? I'm, That's interesting. And I'm, I'm not saying I ever thought he was some sort of absolute, like, media personality, but I just thought he was so dry. Yeah. And I, think, I don't know if it was that wooden cabinet in the background that just added <laughs> to the effect. Well, maybe he blended like, in quite nicely to that wooden like, exterior. Come on, come on, Chargers fans, let's <laughs> no, give it Come on, Raiders fans! That's, I think I think I'm no fan of Goodell, but to be fair, I guess they tried to be as respectful and solemn as possible because of the current situation. And perhaps if they did go over the top, it would seem a bit frivolous in in the yeah, current possibly. times. But then again, I guess people were crying out for that frivolity, and um, which is what I, I like that word frivolity. Um, and uh, perhaps they should have gone over the top. Should maybe I wanted to see naked people in Goodell's basement last night. That's what I'm saying, basically. Scantily clad models in swimwear. Exactly. You know, men in jock straps in cages, writhing around, and uh, <laughs> women kind of, you know, draped all over his desk and. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that was just a dream I had last night. We got but, we got um, fifteen minutes here to like break down. Know, the this is where it's gone. Break down my dream. Let's go to dream psychology with Paul and Nathan. <laughs> let's examine Paul's weird dreams. Um, no, let's not. That that could be uh, weird. Um, let's get back to the draft. Pull it in, Paul. Pull it back in. Come on. Um, yeah, Joe Burrow. It was uh, obviously expected. I think everyone kind of knew it. But of course, the Bengals being the Bengals and the draft being the draft, uh, there was that kind of slight chance that, you know, Miami, we've been hearing that Miami had been in touch over the week. And Mike Brown has ripped off his shirt and bared his chest and puffed his <laughs> his, his doodars out and said, no, you, you shall not pass. I think I might be still drunk from last night. What's wrong with me? You talk for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say so. You got a bit. You got a bit of um, you got adrenaline. A bit of adrenaline is absolutely pumping around my body. Well, and so it should be. You know, we we've got an unusual situation. There's not many mornings that we're going to wake up um, to a you know a fresh face number one overall quarterback um, for the franchise. <laughs> Speak for yourself, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But I think I think Joe Burrow is just a really exciting player, and I think if anyone saw any of his interviews last night after he was drafted, yeah, that it, it really personifies him as a person. He's confident. He's confident, not arrogant. Um, he's very well poised. He just feels like he's the sort of guy that you know will really go into a locker room and get everyone to sort of build around him. And I think. You get a lot of talented players come out of the quarterback position. You know, there's other talented players this year, like Justin Herbert and Tua and stuff like that. But I think Joe Burrow's got a real sort of moxie around him, something about him that, you know, is exciting. And I think not only, obviously, were his performances off the charts last year, just from everything, from accuracy to his deep balls to everything, you know, his mobility in the pocket... But he's got that leadership quality you want. He's a local kid. There's no real character concerns there at all. And I just think all around it's a fantastic package. And I think that we're, you know, you don't want to overhype him too much because, you know, anything can happen in the NFL. We know that. But I think in terms of where we could be sat right now, it's very, very exciting. And I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing. Absolutely. And a couple of other things that I took away from last night. Mel Kuyper as well, like totally went into bat for the Bengals. And who Wait, it's gonna be our new GM the way it's going. I know, who knew that was gonna happen this year, but fair play to the man. I always think he looks a bit like Ray Reardon for uh, anybody who knows who Ray Reardon is. Um Um anyway, um yes, uh, Mel Kuyper was very good. Uh I liked uh, Joe's little interview there as well, and then of course all the Bengals media started going crazy. They they were having sort of conference calls with Zach and and even Joe Burrow as well. Um, I've yet to go online to fully check that out, but I think um, Duke Tobin's got a nice house, isn't it? There was like a roaring. The, one of the other things the, that I liked shots of like GMs and and all that kind of thing with their kids and and coaches with their kids making the draft selections. I thought that was quite cool and quite sweet. And uh, Duke Tobin had a roaring fire going on, and uh, his kids were in the background and the family. And did you did you see Cliff Kingsbury's house? I did not. No, no. Oh mate, because I was actually like, you know, you consider all these people are like, you know, by all accounts, the you know, NFL owners and you know GMs and coaches and stuff are obviously on a fair old payroll. Yeah. I thought the houses almost seemed quite modest considering how big some of the houses can be in the US. But anyway, Cliff Kingsbury, it was like something out of a film. He sat there with his loafers on, no yeah. socks, tight white shirt, on yeah. his own, no one around him. Like every other person is like little kids running around and stuff. He's just on his own with his feet on the table yeah. in a house that looks like something from like a Mexican drug cartel. Oh, really? Um, you've got to google it just google Cliff Kingsbury draft it is the most ridiculous looking house I've ever seen and the way they've put the camera up is quite deliberate so that you can see all of it around it is absolutely unbelievable there should be a TV show interior like NFL interiors or something like that where you take a a, a kind of a tour around GMs and and presidents and head coaches houses I I would like to see that have a Google of that. You you won't regret it. I promise you. Okay. Um, so um, let's just go quickly. Any sort of shocks for you? Let, let's just have a look. Um, we can't go. We're not going to go through every pick. That'd be ridiculous. And I this is a mini natter. Let's face it. Um, there wasn't many shocks. The only one that stood out to me was that Damon Arnett pick. Yes, um, Raiders. Out. But the Raiders are a bit. They are. They do always make these sort of like slightly unusual picks, don't they? Yeah. They're even, yeah. 
um, going for Henry Ruggs um, as the first wide Pure receiver. Pure speed, yeah, yeah. I think people necessarily thought that he would be the first guy off the board. But then, you know, last year when I think it was the Raiders took that click, I can't pronounce his name, Clylan Farrell or Cleland Farrell. Cleland Farrell, yeah. They yeah, took him and yeah. everyone was like, couldn't believe it and thought yeah, it was a shock. Yeah. And he was very, very good last year, I think, by all yeah, accounts. Yeah. So, you know, Mike Mayock, you know, got some got some tricks up his sleeve, the geezer, it seems. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland at 10. Let's, let's focus on our divisional rivals. They picked Jedrick Wills, the tackle, which uh, was a need. And uh, by all accounts, a big thumbs up. So they've got their two tackles now. So they should be improved. But it's the Cleveland Browns, so... Uh, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, Austin Jackson, the tackle went. I say Arnett was a, um, a shock. Some of the receivers like uh, Jalen Rager and uh, Brandon Ayuk and Jerry Judy and C.D. Lamb and Henry Ruggs, they all went. Uh, Jordan Love, the quarterback, uh, gone to the Packers. That was a slight shock, I think. I think they were expecting a receiver or yeah. a linebacker or some description. Feels like a waste to me that, unless you know Rogers is off in the next year or two, which he's only thirty-six, so you kind of feel like, well, mm. you know, you imagine Aaron Rodgers has got at least another couple of years. Um, well, the, the Packers are doing to him uh, what they did to Favre uh, yes, all those years ago. Yeah. Um, the Baltimore Ravens selected Patrick Queen. That was obviously a name that was linked to the Bengals, but that was pick twenty-eight. Um, Close so, that. That was the one. I think. I think if he got past the Ravens, we might have had half a chance. Because I, I think mm. if Queen was there at thirty-three, I think we'd be. You know, he'd certainly be one of those like real top of our board names. But you know, yeah. it's a bit like last year when the Steelers went and grabbed Devin Bush because you know the uh, division rivals stealing linebackers off us. Mm. Uh, and uh, another interesting one, Isaiah Wilson. Uh, went to Tennessee. That was someone that uh, uh, Dave Lappin mentioned on our podcast. Said he was kind of a prospect, so it was kind of an interesting decision for the Titans. To, but I guess they needed uh, a tackle. So Jeff Gladney went in the first round. The Chiefs selected a, a running back. Uh, and the Dolphins uh, selected, with their three picks, selected a cornerback. Um, who else did they select? Tua obviously um, and a tackle Austin Jackson so again no huge shocks I mean Cesar Ruiz went in the first round perhaps that was a uh, really what well, I was disappointed by that because I think he'd have been a really good player for us on the inside um, but yeah just a couple of picks too early so that that was it really I mean no huge shocks no blockbuster kind of trades you know Justin Herbert went to the um Chargers uh, with uh, pick number six, but they also uh, selected, they, they traded with New England and uh, they selected Kenneth Murray, another guy that was linked to us. So basically, we're saying all those linebackers are off the board, um, a bunch of wide receivers are off the board, and a bunch of tackles are off the board. So looking ahead uh, to tonight, uh, the Friday rounds two and three which I believe start at 7 o'clock, which is uh, an hour earlier, so midnight tonight in the UK. We've got players like Josh Jones, the tackle, uh, wide receiver Denzel Mims, uh, another tackle in Ezra Cleveland, another wide receiver in T Higgins, an edge guy in AJ Epeniza, 
Antoine Whitfield, Grant Delpit, uh, you know, we've got Cole Kemet, Xavier McKinney, Yatta, Gross Matos, you know, these these are big safety and edge guys. Um, there's some interesting talent there. Um, where where are you going, Nathan? Do you know a name that I don't think many people are mocking to us, but I think he'd be very, very good value is Xavier McKinney. I think everyone thought he would go in the first round. He's fell out the first round. Um, you know, safety's not really a big need for us at the moment, so I don't know if it will necessarily be on the Bengals' mind. Uh, but I think he's possibly one of the best value players there. I think for the Bengals, it's going to come down to three players. I think it's going to come down to Josh Jones, yeah. who I think, you know, a lot of people, I think they saw him at the Senior Bowl and, you know, again, he was regarded as a guy that was going to go in the first round. He's athletic. He's, you know, the Bengals desperately need a tackle. That was what I was calling out for very much before the draft. So I think he'd be good value there. And then obviously it's just going to be the two wide receivers that fell out of the first round in Higgins and Diggs. And it's just which one of them, if you're going to go down that route, would you feel more comfortable with? Um, and it's crazy, really. I mean, you know, those two guys are still there. And that's after, what is it, five or six wide receivers going in the first round. So yeah. it really emphasizes you know the strong uh the strong um class Depth. wide receivers that we've got yeah, um yeah. i think on receiver you could possibly wait until the third round slightly more so you still got Pittman, michael Pittman out there from mm. usc who's a good player as well and brian edwards uh, yeah. Um, yeah so i i think maybe you could snag someone there in the top of the third round but I'd also be open to trading down if there was a team, you know, that was maybe sort of five or six or seven yeah. or eight spots below us that, you yeah. know, desperately wanted to jump up for a position of need. Like, if we could pick up another fourth rounder or something like that, I'd be, you know, completely open to doing that. Because I still think that, you know, depending on if you're in love with any of those guys, like if you're absolutely, you know, you absolutely think Josh, jo uh, Josh Jones is a first round player and you think that it's a perfect opportunity, then grab him. But if not, I think that. Um, there will be, you know, some good value still there, six, seven, eight picks down, be it either one of the wide receivers or, um, you know, Zach Bourne or someone like that. It would be, you know, a, a solid pickup. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, our British draft panel, uh, Peter Dadswell, Sam Ainger and Liam it absolutely love, certainly Liam absolutely loved Josh Jones. So he's, I mean, a lot of people hoping for a tackle. And as Dave Lapham said in our other draft uh, special podcast, you know the Bengals are gonna if if a tackle was there, quality tackle was right there, and a wide receiver and one of the linebackers. Uh, there's a big conversation to be had. Um, I'm sticking with T Higgins. He's one of my favourite. Wouldn't be unhappy with Mims. I wouldn't be unhappy with Josh Jones. I wouldn't be unhappy with Zach Bourne. Um, AJ Ipanizu, another edge guy who had a first round grade, is sitting right there. And what you read or have read in the past week, the Bengals will be targeting pass rushers. So maybe it will be a Zach Bourne or an AJ Ipaniza. Um, you've got Willie Gay there and Cole Kemet. And they could go in different directions. And Yatta Gross-Moss as well, obviously. Um, Cole Kemet is an interesting player. I mean, I, I would absolutely be taking him um, in the third round. There's no doubt in my mind. If he was there in the third round, I think he'd be a really, really good value player. And I think we really do. I think tight end is a really underrated position of need because we talked about this in the past. Like, you know, Uzama's a solid sort of starter, but didn't necessarily like the, 
you know, like the world on fire last year after his contract extension. And we don't know what we've got in Drew Sample yet. So I think that if you could get an impactful tight end in the third round, it would be a really useful piece for Joe Burrow um, going forward. Um, but I think probably, I mean, there was some mock drafts that had Cole Komet going in the first round at the sort of latter end of the first round. So I think if he was still there in the third round, you'd say it was fairly good value. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think I think they'll probably diversify. I think they've gone obviously offense first round with Burrow. I'd be surprised to see two offensive players go in two and three. I think you're probably going to get your linebacker or like pass rusher in one round and then I think you're going to get an offensive tackle in another. I'd be surprised if they double dipped on either side of the ball uh, in rounds two or three. Uh, well, we shall see. It's all down to who the Bengals have got on their board, uh, top their board. Uh, they're going. We've heard that they want to go best player available um, and whoever that might be. I mean, there's lots of options there uh, and it all kicks off again tonight. Now, just a few things. Zach Taylor, I really liked coming out and saying that we never want to pick in the top 10 again. This is a one-and-done situation. We're going to make the most of this situation and uh, we don't want to be here again anytime soon, which I thought was a really positive, yeah, well determined said. thing. And also, with all the hype around Joe Burrow, uh, a thought for Andy Dalton and the Daltons sat there Absolutely. in their house in uh, in Dallas or wherever wherever they are at the moment. It must have been a very strange experience. Everyone going nuts and very excited, quite naturally. We are, you are Nathan, I am. It just says that his time with the Bengals is over. Whether he does stick around for another year, who knows? Whether that can be worked out with both player and his, his agent. But it's a weird one for Andy Dalton. So hats off to Andy Dalton. I'm sure he's, uh, he's he'll be all right, you know, let's face it. He's a millionaire. But, you know, professional pride and all that. The, the one the one really interesting thing that Zach Taylor came out and said last night, which I actually think was the most the, the sort of mad thing to come out of last night, really, was that he quoted in the media as saying, I expect Joe Burrow to come in straight away and compete for the starters job. Yeah. He wasn't... Uh, interesting, I, okay. I yeah. don't know if that's just like a thing out of respect for Andy Dalton to not just sort of be like, yeah, Dalton's gone, like, you know, he's Burrow's obviously the starter because obviously... You know, Andy Dalton's a seasoned um, NFL professional that's played at a high level for a long time. So you, you can't just say for any rookie coming in, oh, the job's yours, you don't even have to fight for it. So I don't know if it's just very much coach speak or that gives you a slight indicator to that, that they think Dalton may well still be on the roster uh, moving into training camp. Um, so that, we'll that see. is food for thought. Because can you imagine the two of them on the roster and they actually elect to let Burrow sit behind Dalton I mean it's a crazy thought and I doubt it will happen but you never know well all options uh, are on the table I think you have to remember that's what happened with Carson Palmer yeah yeah with Kitney absolutely absolutely Bengals drafted him first overall won the Heisman Trophy you know very very exciting coming out of USC and he sat for the whole year I think didn't he behind John Kitner Yes, um, yeah. He's extraordinary now. You kind of think that would never happen. I mean, maybe a guy at the end of the first round where you already start there, like Jordan Love in Green Bay. But for someone first overall, you think that's almost unheard of. But, you know, not so, again, I'm not saying for a second that will happen, but just interesting hearing Zach Taylor um, coming out and using that language. Absolutely. Um, right, we better wrap this up, or else it's going to rapidly turn into uh, not. A medium natter. <laughs> yeah, from it will go from a mini natter to a medium natter, and then into a full cincy natter. 
So anyway, thank you for joining us. You can reach us at Today underscore UK on Twitter and Bengals UK on Facebook. We'll be back tomorrow morning with another mini natter. Uh, but until then, welcome to the jungle, Joe. The Bengals have got their man. Uh, it's a who day from me. Welcome to the jungle, Joe. It's a who day from me. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.